Hey guys, welcome in. It is Brad with College Sportscast, and we are here tonight to do our Friday night game day pickums, week 27 of season two, guys. Our Friday night game. guys welcome back it's brad with college sportscast i have john hammonds on with me what's up hammonds what's up my man how's your week been pretty good all right so kentucky got beat on wednesday night so that sucked um the way they not a bad week unfortunately that uh outside of that not a bad week off the top of the show here, guys, I do want to tell you that uh, 801 had to reschedule. He's traveling tonight, and he had to reschedule. Um, he is going to be with us on Tuesday, the 27th, and we're going to do it an hour earlier than we normally do. We're going to do it at 7 Central and 8 Eastern um, so he can be on with us. He's going to come on for about 30 minutes, and then we're going to do the big fuss show for the other half of the show. Um, so we'll do a little bit of bracketology, and we'll do a little bit of the big fuss show on Tuesday night with 801 Bracketology. He is part of the Bracket Matrix that we have been talking about here on Friday nights for the last couple of weeks, and we were excited to have him on with us. He is from uh, a big BYU fan. I think he's actually traveling to go to their game tomorrow. I think. I, I maybe maybe he. I think it was his work, but I, I'm oh, not. Okay. I'm not. I, yeah, I'm not real sure. But okay. Um, he does go to he's a lot a big, of. He does go to a lot of BYU games. He is a big BYU fan, I believe, and oh. uh, so we're excited to have him on with us. He will be back with us after rescheduling here on Tuesday the 27th, and we will do that at 7 Central, 8 Eastern time. And next Sunday, we'll have the NFL um, draft. We're going to have a mock draft guy on with us. It's not the mock draft guy, but it's his protege, um, J-Wack, I think, is is is, is his uh, J-W-A-C. Um, Wack-a-J. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, um, I can't remember. Jason, maybe I don't know. I can't remember what his name. He was on with us once last year, mm-hmm. but we're gonna have a uh, two-round mock draft NFL. That'll be our first one of the year. I'm gonna have the mock draft guy on with us one time. I've got to get it scheduled. It's gonna be somewhere around probably the first of April. I'd like to get it the in mid-April, which is like a week or two, ten days before. But I'll have mm-hmm. to see how busy he is because he does 
great stuff. Well, the thing is, around that time with the, around the NFL draft, it stays busy like twenty four seven. Like so, I, I have to work it out with him, but he has promised me he'll be on one time. I'm hoping it'll be sometime in April. I know April is full of the end of March Madness, and I would like for it to be past that. But sometimes these guys are just extremely busy. They break down players and player profiles, and and they have team drafts. And, I mean, they do a lot. Um, and they're just really busy and on a lot of shows and writing and doing a lot. So, um, But we're going to have at least two mock draft shows um, with all the college kids coming out and where they're going to go. Um, so I might try to put a third in there with a Seattle guy that, uh, is an actual NFL insider, mock draft insider. He was on with us last year. I might try to contact him and throw that in there too. Uh, if I do that, it'll be kind of late in the game. Um, uh, but anyways, so that's a couple of things that we have coming up, something for you guys to look forward to. I want to start the show tonight. I had been telling you guys about the Gulf Shores Dolphins, the girls team. They won on Wednesday morning. They won in the Elite Eight. They come back from like nine down in the second half and won by 10. Um, they won 55 to 44. They clamped down on defense. I think they only allowed like 16 or 18 points in the second half. Um, and, and come out on top uh, by 10 points, 55 to 44. Gulf Shore City School has only been in existence for about five years. Mm -hmm. they, they, were, they were part of a county school down there, and they separated and went on their own when, when I was down there. And they've only been in existence for about five years now. So this is their first ever appearance in the final four of the state finals. Uh, they are a 5A, and they, in the semifinals, they're going to be playing a, a Scottsboro, and they play on Wednesday night at 6 p.m. Central Time. And i got to give a huge shout-out to my girls, Maggie Myers, Maya Griffin, who was the MVP of the regional tournament that, that they just finished. Um, Maya was the, was the MVP, had 24 points in, like, Five assists in the in the fight in the final of the region to get to the final four here. Um, and Maggie was an all-tournament team. And Alyssa Thompson, who averages about 10 a game for them this year, they're they're like 27 and six, I think now this year. Um, mm -hmm. and they have made the final four. Got to give a huge shout out to them. These are three girls. I, the reason why I keep mentioning them, I coached them in AAU ball when they were in middle school. I helped coach them. Me and a couple, me and a, actually Maya's dad and me coached these girls. Um, so that's the reason why I keep shouting them out. I'll keep you up to date. They play Wednesday night. Of course, if they win that, they will go to the finals. And and, and on top of that. Um, I think those those are played sat next Saturday morning. I think the girls play Monday night um, district, not central, thirteenth um, region. They play I think Lean Camp, if I'm not mistaken. 
Um, so shout out to Timberly, Hallie, um, Jalen, all them girls. Um, they got an opportunity this year to actually go to state. Um, they got a really good basketball team. They've already beat one of the top teams in the, in the region and state in North Laurel. So they can do it. Um, I'm cheering you on. I hope you all do well. So absolutely. But um, let's just say, what, like ESPN says, let's get on with the big show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Happy Friday, Danny. Appreciate you being with us. Um, and we will get on with our game day pick em show. So I think I have 11 games here picked out for us. Um, these are from DraftKings. These uh, spreads are that we're going to use tonight. Ten of them have spreads. One game, the last game is a Sunday game, and it does not have a spread yet. Or it didn't before. Mm, they, we they, usually they usually don't come out till usually the night before. Yeah, you know, so they'll come out sometime later tonight, but they have not come out yet. But so mm -hmm. the first game is Houston travels to Baylor. Baylor won a big game over the weekend. Looks like they are, you know, coming along probably about a three seed right now. If I was guessing for Baylor, they are at home here and Houston is a two and a half point favorite. Well, I don't I don't like this idea of them being favored um like this, especially on the road, because Houston is a tough place. Houston to me is just not a real good road team. Um they don't shoot well on the road, they don't play good on the road. Um Baylor, I think, is thirteen and one at home. Um Baylor's really fun to watch when they're when they're actually making plays and doing things that they usually do now. There's been a couple of games where they just they just looked out of sorts, but um, that's going to happen in in a average of a, of a college basketball season. You're not going to look good every single night. So um, Baylor's really good at home. They're 13 and one. Um, Houston has not really fared well on the road. You know they got beat at Kansas. Um, I think they lost. Who was it? They lost somewhere else. I think I can Iowa State. I think it was Iowa State. Um, Iowa State. I think. And, yeah. and Baylor is another tough environment. Um, I think you just give me Baylor in the points. Um, I just think, to me, Houston's a great team. They got a really good defensive team, but their struggles on the road kind of worry me a little bit here. Well, if we go by what's happened in the last, you know, five or six days, Purdue got beat and then UConn got beat. So, I mean, these teams are not unbeatable. Mm -hmm. um, and, and Baylor's a tough place to play. Scott Drew does a great job down there. Um, you know, he's he's won a national championship down there. He does an absolute great job. Um, and, you know, they've been – I think they've been improving. You know, they slipped up a couple of times and played really bad looking a couple mm -hmm. of times earlier in the year. But they have rebounded – Pretty nicely. Like I said, they're mm -hmm. in position for probably about a three seed right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to take Baylor in the points, too, here at home. I, I just – if it was the other way around, I would take Houston and, like, either two and a half to five, I probably would take them. Um, I'll say this. Know. The difference between home splits – and road yeah. splits this year. Road, I just can't take Houston at two and a half, not at Baylor. I mean, 
So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Baylor on this one as well. And then our next game, we're going to the ACC. We've got Duke going to Wake Forest. Wake Forest is clearly on the bubble. They need this game. Mm-hmm. And it is at Wake Forest, and they are two and a half point favorite over Duke here. And Duke is probably being projected right now on that three line, maybe four, but three line probably. Um, and here, here's the biggest, here's the biggest issue that I have with Wake is they'll win a couple games, they'll win two or three games, and then when they get to a game that really matters for their resume and they need a really big win, they just fold up the tent. It's like they 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 have one or two games where they look really really good. Yep, you know how it is these these teams in the in the in the ACC. Um, it's been there for a long time. Like Wake Forest, Duke is their Kentucky when they come to their house. I think Duke covers um, the way Duke has been playing as of recent. They've been playing uh, really know, well. McCain has played really really good. They are tied um, for the lead in the ACC with they North are. And Filipowski is playing really well right now. Um, I, I'm going to take Duke to win straight up. Um, you know, I don't – this is going to be a sellout. Um, you know, I like Wake Forest. But, man, you got to win some of these games. Like, some of these games – If they could win this, it might get them over the hump. They might be a 10 seed. They, they, have, to, they have to win these type of games because – they get, like I said, they get into these positions where they get a chance to really make a statement, and they it kind of is like it feels like they fold up. And uh, yeah. but I don't, I don't think they win tomorrow. I think Duke wins. I, I think you know, it's hard for me to pick Wake Forest here. Like you said, when in the in the biggest games, they don't seem to come out on top of these very often. I know this is at home, and I know the history here. Wake Forest has knocked them off, especially at home. Several yeah. times over the last not often, years. Not often. Yeah, but I don't think Wake Forest is quite what Wake Forest used to be. Um, you know, so they're not quite there yet. And Duke has been playing some really, really good ball um, as of late. Well, that that performance last week, um, Jerry McCain against Florida State was absolutely uh, it was insane. Yeah. It was a really good yeah. game. I mean, so I, I'm going to take Duke and lay the two and a half points as well in this game. The next game we're going to talk about is in the SEC. Um, South Carolina, who is coming off of a couple of losses now, is at Ole Miss. And Ole Miss is a three and a half point favorite at home. Ole Miss is no longer ranked, and South Carolina is. I think they were hanging on to the 20 spot in the polls, South Carolina. Here's the issue. South Carolina has struggled on the road except when they beat Tennessee. They, they haven't looked really well except the, the win over Tennessee. Um, they, they've had just some slip-ups. Um, they've had some slip-ups here recently. You know, they lost to um, LSU. Um and then they got 40-piece by Auburn the week before. Um, well, the same week. So, 
I'll be honest with you, man. South Carolina is going on a really bad trajectory here um, down the stretch. And I still think they get in the tournament, but they got to win some of these games like these, um, these winnable games, um, if they want a really good seed. Um, I think they they was playing themselves into a six or a five seed, and now they could be playing themselves into an eight or a nine, like just like that. And if they, if they lose this game as well, I'd say they'll be in that eight or nine range. And I'm going to be honest with you, man. The pavilion at Ole Miss is tough. Um, it's a tough environment to play in. Ask Mississippi State. Morrell um, plays great there. Yeah, he's tough. Um, Jalen um, – I can't think of his last name. Jalen uh, – They just lost got, me there. You got but, Flanagan. You know, you you got the kid from St. Peter's that um, yeah. played a couple years ago. Um, yeah. So, Ole Miss is a really hard team to beat at home. Um, you know, South Carolina's kind of going in a in a bad direction here. And and you know, I I want I think I like South Carolina in this spot, but it's just tough to pick them right now, man. There there there's just not a lot going their way. I'm going to be on the rebel side here, and I'm going to take South Carolina and give me the three and a half points. That's what I'm going to do. I mean, um, I, you know, I don't know that South Carolina wins, but I think I'm going to take the three and a half points. That's I think that's what I'm going to do. I just – Ole Miss has got a really good team. They're, they're not the greatest offensive team, but they really get after you on the defensive end. Um, and I really like – I really like Chris Beard as well. Chris Beard does a really good job with those guys. Um, in his first year, I really like Chris Beard as a coach down there as well. All right, so from South Carolina, we're going to roll into North Carolina in the ACC. North Carolina is the other team that's atop of the ACC. Tim and Duke are tied. Um, North Carolina is a two-and-a-half-point favorite at Virginia, and you look at Virginia sometimes and you scratch your head, and then you look at their record, and they're still 20-7. and seven. So, <laughs> yeah, it's – What? It's uh, – I mean, honestly, you, you look at them and you think, oh, my gosh, you scratch your head and you think they, they're terrible, and then you look at their record and they're 20-7. and seven. I, So, you know, I don't know how this game is – I don't know how to – I don't really know how to pick this game. Um, I'll be honest with you, but Virginia at home is usually really good. Um, North, Carolina, North Carolina's had some hiccups on the road. Um, they lost, you know, they lost, even they lost to Clemson at home. So North Carolina is playing good, but they're they've just not played the style North Carolina's played the last what month or so. Yeah, um, they they've kind of struggled the last two or three weeks at least. They, I mean, they not not major struggle, but a little bit. And, and you know it's like Virginia, you know, just they there's one there's some games where they just look really well, look really good, and it's like they only score forty nine points and a win over Wake Forest, and then they come back and they lose to who was it was it Clemson? They got they scored forty two points in an entire game the other day. Um, they just got whipped. Um, I mean Saturday, I think wasn't it? I can't remember yeah, who they I played. I think it was, yeah. But it's just Virginia is so up and down. Um, you don't know what you're going to get with them. Um, listen, 
I think I'm just going to take North Carolina the points. Um, I don't, I don't trust Virginia. Um, I trust that the, I trust their defense. Um, it's their oh, offense. North Carolina offense. is not going to score 85 points in this. Game. It's their offense that worries me. Um, yeah. they're just, they're not capable of just going up and scoring every single drive. Like, you know, North Carolina's going to have their work cut out for them Saturday, especially on the offensive side. Kevin, we'll get to Kentucky here in just a few minutes. I have I have them on our list to talk about the game. Just so you know, I'm not ignoring your question. <laughs> just so you know, um, in this one, John, I mean, it's I, I hate to keep going the same, but I feel like North Carolina. You got to take North Carolina and lay the two and a half points in this one. Um, Virginia Tech. It was Virginia Tech that they lost to. Um, on Monday night, they yeah. just they, they couldn't figure th- they couldn't figure nothing out. It was just yeah, it was, and just and it was bad. and that and that forty nine to forty seven win that they had was against Wake Forest, I think. <laughs> it's just I it think it, was, it just blows you. It just blows your mind sometimes. Yeah, score forty nine points and win a ball game. I, I don't know. Yep. All right, so the next game we're going to talk about is in the going to the Big 12. We got Kansas at home against Texas. And Kansas has kind of went through a little rough spot, a rough spot here. Um here at home, though, um at the fog. So what do you think about this one? Their offense right now, to me, is a bit concerning. Um, home or away, which they look, they look better at home exactly. than they have away. But defense will probably be the reason they win this game, I think. Um, but Texas will match them in points. Um, rebound turnovers should be about even, I think. Um, Kansas wins because they're at home. Um, Planet Fog Allen is, is really difficult. Um, you know, they – they get everything there. I hate to say it. They get calls. They get they get everything go their way. Um, and that's not hating. That's just that's just the facts. Everything goes their way there. Um, you know they they've been some questionable calls down there this year too. But um, Kansas is a good team. Um, I just think they've been they've been nicked up, knocked around. Like they they've had McCullough's been injured. Um, there's been some things happening with them. Their offense has kind of looked meh. The last couple of weeks, um, the game against Iowa State. Um, then they had the game, I think, um, a couple of nights ago against Oklahoma, where they won, but they just didn't look. They just didn't look crisp at all. And they won against Cincinnati and didn't look very hard. Mm-mm. So yeah, it was um, Cincinnati. Give, give me and Kansas. Give me Kansas in the seven points. Um, I think they win this game. I just think Texas is going to have their work cut out for them this weekend. So. What do you think about Texas hire and their coach? Do you think Rodney's – do you think he's going to make it there? Time will tell. Um, I mean, this is his first full season. I think I think you got to give him at least one more year. Yeah. Um, I mean, he, 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 he finished last year, and then this is his first full season. Mm-hmm. I think you got to give him another year at least. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I do too. Absolutely. I just was kind of wondering in this one they've they've been up and down. Texas has been this year. Well, um, they're a better road team than they are a home team. That's that's surprising to me. Um, 
But Kansas plays so well at home. They do get a lot of luck and calls and, and everything well, at they, home. The road, the road and home splits, it will absolutely drive you nuts at how yeah. how inconsistent they've been. So seven points seems like quite a bit here, but I think I'm gonna lay the seven points and go with Kansas at home. I and think long. I am too. I, I, they're due. They're due a really good game. Um, the last couple of weeks, they're due a good game to play. So, yeah. All right. My next one. We're going to the Big East. Villanova at UConn. This is a old time Big East rival here. Um, UConn should probably be, be probably be playing mad. Probably. Yeah. Especially um, after after losing the way they did right. it. Because they lost earlier in the week uh, to uh, Creighton at Creighton and lost. You know, I'm a, they were behind. Be, 20, they were behind 22, 25 points at one time. I'm going to be honest with you right here. Um, I feel for Villanova in this situation because nobody wants to face a pissed off Dan Hurley team. Um, <laughs> because that's what's about to happen. They didn't show yeah. up defensively against a really good Creighton offense. Um, they beat an excellent Marquette team at home by 28 the week before. Yeah, so while they this, killed Marquette. While yeah. this game may mean more to Villanova, um, I think they're in a very tough situation on the road here, and I think that UConn takes care of business here. Can, um, can Villanova hold the 12 and a half? I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why they don't. They lost to St. John's by 20 on the road. And St. John's is not – they're good, but they're not real. And and UConn is double what St. John's is. Yeah, I will agree with that, yeah. And, you know, they've had their competitive moments where they look really good at times. But Villanova is just so up and down, you don't know what you're going to get with them. Um, and I don't think you get much out of them this weekend. I could be wrong. I could come – my thing is UConn is probably going to play angry. They're probably going to yeah. be pissed off. Yeah, you're, I mean, you're, you're walking into dynamite, into a hell situation. And I mean, Dan Hurley has probably ran the shit out of them this week. And, and you know what's funny? Somebody brought this up. Dan Hurley, um, he got into it with a Creighton fan or something um, going, out, going out of the tunnel, and apparently he made a meme of, of a face of him walking up the thing. And and he 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 was trolling a bunch of people, and he's like, "See you Saturday." Like the dude is just crazy, man. Like he's 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 a great coach, but he's just he don't care. And no, he's that's what I love about the Big East. The Big East used to be like this with yeah. John Thompson, um, Jim Beheim, all the old time. That's what Physical. I mean, like. It yeah. used to be this way, where they yeah. e each team hated each other's guts, and it's starting to feel that way again with the with well, the Big I mean, East. Villanova and UConn is that old time right? I mean, that's, that's yeah, you know. So yeah. you're going to get that here for sure mm -hmm. with Villanova and UConn, and I I want to take Villanova because I want to ride with the twelve and a half. Don't do it. I just can't do it, man. Not this weekend. <laughs> if it if this had been any other weekend, maybe I would yeah. agree. If it, maybe if it was at Villanova, but when they're just coming off a loss to Creighton the way they did, I just don't see any way Villanova yeah, wins this got, game. They got their ass whooped against Creighton the other night. I mean, they really I, did. 
I got a humbling. That's for sure. They did. I mean, for real, they did. So, all right, we're going back to the SEC here. Uh, got a little run on SEC, actually. Our first one is Texas A&M at Tennessee. Texas A&M needs a big win like this. Um, and they're like, you know, they're like 15 and 10 or 16 and 11 or, or something like that now. Um, and they need but, a big but the win. issue is the issue I have with this situation is, though, where's it going to come from besides Wade Taylor? Well, I mean, they have the two guards, and outside of that, they they struggle when it comes down low. Like, Adu is probably going to tear them up down low. Well, here, here's what I don't understand about Texas A&M. You have the wins against Kentucky. You have the wins against Tennessee, and then you come back and you lose to Vanderbilt on a buzzer beater. Then you lose to Arkansas at home. Like, yeah. the consistency is not there with Texas A&M. Yeah. Um, and then I and then there's sure. probably that thought that you're thinking right now, you're thinking, well, they're gonna come out, and they're gonna beat Tennessee. You know what I mean? Because from week to week, you don't know what's gonna happen. Teams have played better against the good teams, and they play yeah. down and they, and they play, play down, down to, the, to the opponents. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's usually uh, what seems to happen at with Texas AM. Or this, I think, this year. I, I like I'm Tennessee in this game. Year. I do. But I don't like how high the point total is. Um, the 10? Especially with the way Texas A&M it guards. It dropped. When I first looked at it, it was 11 and a half. And it's I, dropped to 10. The thing I like about this game, Texas A&M is a really good defensive team. Now, they haven't been as great this year as they have last year and the years before. But they can still win these type of games. Um, they just have to have other guys step up besides Wade Taylor. And I just don't think that can happen this weekend. Tennessee's really good at home. Um, but give me the points in Texas A&M. I think that's just too high for me. Um, I like this I Tennessee team. I agree with you, but I'm not going to do like chalk all the way down with you. So I'll take Tennessee in the 10 at home. Listen, I like this Tennessee team. I think Dalton Connect is a really good basketball player. I think he might be the player of the year. They do is very underrated down low. Really tough. And for me, Tennessee might be that team that we say, well, you know what? They might actually go to a Final Four this year. I mean, I mean it's possible. And, and you know, they never have. And if and if they do, the whole world will never hear the end of it. No, they won't. That's <laughs> – just, just break yourselves. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. The whole world will never hear the end of it. That's a fact. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> all right. The next one, we're staying in the SEC. This is Alabama at Kentucky. Somehow, Kentucky is a one-and-a-half point. It was about 30, 45 minutes before the show. It, it was two-and-a-half earlier today. Um, and it's dropped to one and a half. Listen, I love this Alabama team. Um, they're winning a lot of games, but man, they've had so much trouble winning at Rupp Arena. Um, I think they've only had like what a couple wins in the last what six, seven years, maybe. 
They yeah. haven't had a lot. Um, they give up a lot of points. They, I think they've allowed, what, 92 points in three of their last four games? Oh, yeah. I mean, they do give part, up a lot of, of Part of that is because – First team who scores 100 wins. Part of that is because of the way they play, their pace. Um, if Alabama's shooting isn't clicking tomorrow, they're going to have issues in this game. Um, My question is this, John. Who was guarding Mark Sears? I think you got to put your best defender on him. And that would be yeah, probably be my, uh, Antonio Reeves. I mean, honestly, who is going to guard? Let me let, let me rephrase that. Who is going to slow him down and stop him from scoring thirty-five points tomorrow? That's what I want to know. That's that's a because, big question because that's going to be the key. Because Mark Sears is a hell of a player. Yeah, and he's in that he's in that same. He's in that same ballpark with Dalton Connect and Antonio Reeves. Like and he's, Reeves, yeah, he's right up there at the top notch in the SEC. Mark Sears is All well, right. and and you don't realize they got Grant Miller. <laughs> oh, um, you know they got Rylan Griffith. They got a lot of guys that can take the ball out and shoot out front, and a lot of teams run Bama off the three point line. But Kentucky doesn't do that most of the time, in which that's where my worry is, is if they have so many open looks and they hit those looks, it's going to be hard to come back and win this game for Kentucky. Um, Kentucky's going to have to be on their game tomorrow. Like, I get you lost on a on a, on a crazy last-second shot at LSU. You played really well at Auburn. Um, you lose on a fluke play. Um, sometimes it happens in college basketball. That's the way it rolls sometimes. But you have to come out tomorrow and and assert your dominance. You know, I remember a time when we never lost at Rupp Arena, hardly. Never, never, we never lost there. We never, we never was threatened. Um, it was always, you know, teams come in there and they was, and by the first, well, seven-minute mark in the first half, the game was almost old. Like, Kentucky was up 20. And now it's just like a tooth-and-nail type thing. Like, every single game in the grind. Well, I don't think this game's going to be any different tomorrow. It's not. It's not. It's going to be a tooth-and-nail back and forth. And I'm going to say this, and I might I might get um, pushed around on this comment, but – if Kentucky continues to do this, continues to lose these home games, and continues to lose the games that they should win, Cal Perry's going to get a hot seat. Well, I'm going to say this, John. And we have four, we have four losses at Rupp already this year. Tomorrow would be five. And I've been following Kentucky and been a historian of Kentucky for a long, long time. And I can go back a lot of years. There are very, very, very few years ever that Kentucky has ever lost five home games. Ever. I'm talking you can go back to the 1930s. Yep. 
ever. See, here's where everybody, I tell people where it's getting to be a big mess. Um, you know, don't get me wrong. Cal Perry did an awesome job. What was it? The first six, seven years, eight years, maybe. These last five have not been up to Kentucky standards. You got Cal Perry beefing with the media. You got the fans beefing with Cal Perry. You got Cal Perry going into a post-game conference and strutting his stuff over a win. And then the week after, well, in the week before the that, week, he don't even show up to his post-game press. And then the week ahead of that, he has to get on a plane and go back home, which I get. It's late. Things happen. You're, you're trying to get back home for a game Saturday. But you, you're being paid that much money to answer questions. And as a coach, you should be doing that. That's my issue. And there, there's so much friction and there's so much division among this fan base. I want to say this, and we'll move on to another topic. But whenever Cal Perry leaves, whenever Cal Perry walks out that door, this is going to be a messy divorce, I can tell you right now. It's going to be messy. Yeah, I agree with that. It's going to be, be really messy for sure. Um, it's going to be really messy. Tomorrow, in my opinion, this game is going to come down to guarding Mark Sears. Yeah, sure is. That's my, in my opinion, that's what this game is going to come down to. Well, and, and, and to be honest, they don't I really don't have an necessarily mean that Mark Sears – I mean, I do think Mark Sears, if he has 30 or 35 points, they probably win. But and here's, here's another the, thing. Get the 50-50 boss. But here's the key with the Sears. Sears is going gonna, is gonna to distribute the ball, you know, and drive because he's quick. He can drive and – and he will draw our defense in because that's what we do every trip down the floor. When 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 somebody can drive the lane on us, we cheat in and leave the shooters open. And this Alabama team can fill it up. Listen, I'm gonna I'm just gonna go straight to it. As talented as this team is, as talented as these players are, um you know, especially with the mock drafts and the NBA draft and the guys that are, are getting their names um, put out there in the NBA mock drafts, there's no excuse for this team to lose eight or nine games. None. They've already lost eight, so we're working we're working close to ten before there's two no excuse. There's no excuse. That's all I'll say. So let's move, let's move tomorrow, on. Guys, tomorrow, I'm going to tell you right now, I mean, I expect a win. We're at Rupp Arena, and I don't care who's coming to town. I don't care if the Los Angeles Lakers are coming to town. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I expect a win. I do, too. So, With that being said. <laughs> All right. We are staying in the SEC. I've got Auburn as a seven-and-a-half-point favorite at Georgia. Georgia is like 15 and 11 or 16 and 11, kind of hanging it around where they could get in the tournament. This is a game at Georgia, you know, that, that would speak volumes about doing that. 
So I'm calling you know them a bubble team. team. Right now you they are out. They are not in. But this is a game that could help get them back in the conversation. You know what's really crazy to me? Is Georgia has lost the last three home games. And they've led in every single one of them and lost. And two, I think two of those were double digits. Um, and Auburn has had a week to prepare for this one. I would not want to be in that practice um, this week. <laughs> Clyde, he was giving him, uh, giving Bo down the road. But um, I'm telling you, if they get ever get there, we're never going to hear the end of it. That's all um, I'm going to say. Here's here's the thing. You know, Auburn's had a week to prepare for this. Um, you know, losing to Kentucky probably sent Bruce Pearl into a to a panic. Well, I wouldn't say a panic mode, but to a to a let's get it together stuff. Like, and man, Auburn to me, they play good at home, but their road splits and their home splits are just so uneven. Like, they look really good away from. They look really good at Neville Arena, but when they play away from home, they just don't look like. They don't look like a top 20 team. Um, but I think they win this one. Um, after losing to Kentucky like they did last week, I think they come out prepared. I think Bruce Pearl has them ready to play, and I think they win this game. Um, I think seven and a half is about right. And I think they seven win. Seven and a half seems a little mm -hmm. strong on this one. Georgia does play pretty well at home. They at least are in the games, keep the games competitive. Mike White has done a good job there. Um, he he's getting close. He's got some recruits. He's got Dominic Wilkins' son coming in in a year or two. He does. Um, and he's got some recruits there. So, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> he's doing a good job there. Well, you know, that's why Auburn. I was watching the post game last week for Auburn. Um, you know, they had Bruce Pearl on the post game, and he said – I don't. I can't quote him more for word, but he said, "Do I look? Do I look frustrated?" He said, "We lost to a really good Kentucky team." He knew that they they didn't play well, and and yeah. that's why I think when when Bruce Pearl, that's what tells me how good of a coach he is because when they lose a game like that, they come back and they prepare and they do things. Well, now, so like Bruce Pearl, he tells it like it is. He does. If they play terrible. He says we played like shit. Yeah, that's way. Yeah, he. I mean, he tells it like it is. He was. So. Um, you know, but he's fiery, and he will get them back up. I think here for this game, this is a rivalry game for them. Yes, Auburn and Georgia is a rivalry game for them. So, um, I think they'll get them back up, and I do believe Auburn will win this. The seven and a half has me a little scared on this game. But mm -hmm. I think I'm going to ride with a seven and a half and pick Auburn in this game. Mm -hmm. All right, John, I had to throw at least one Mountain West game in here. I knew you would. <laughs> I love the Mountain West, man. That's my favorite. I do too, and I try to pick at least one every single week. I think you realize that by now. Um, I'm always trying to find one Mountain West game that I think – fits the bill to be on here the mountain west plays some really good basketball mm -hmm. and they've got five possibly six teams that could make the dance colorado state is one of them 
And UNLV right now is on the outside looking in, but they've played really well at home. They're like 15 and 11, something like that. <laughs> so what is this guy? It's a pick em game. Who is this guy? We got a troll. Oh, well, don't worry about it. Idiots, buddy. But anyways, um, Colorado State is a fun team. They haven't played really well lately. Um, you know, UNLV is a tricky game. God, UNLV is so up and down, though. Like, they'll win one and they'll lose two. Then they'll upset a team, and then they'll lose another. Like, I don't know. Um, this should be a fun game, though. Um, UNLV's at home. Um, and what's crazy um, is UNLV will host the Mountain West Tournament. Um, and is, is there a chance to take a bid still? There's that chance. Yeah. I mean, you know. I mean, UNLV has a chance to get in in the dance. Yeah. They're like 15 and 11, something like that. They've been playing well at home. This game is at home. So, mm -hmm. I mean, that's the reason why I wanted to put this one on. I've been trying to find a few games about some bubble teams mm -hmm. and trying to pick them out in West game here. So, I thought this was – one of the better games of the weekend to pick. Yeah, I, agree. I mean, Nevada plays somebody that's like eight nineteen, and you know what I mean. Like, there's there just wasn't too many other ones to pick. Um, you and this is a pick 'em game, though. I mean, the spreads even on it. Yeah, UNLV, UNLV is hard to decipher because one minute they look really well, like they I think they upset a couple of teams this year in the Mountain West, and then they just <laughs> then they lose to just some horrible team in the Mountain West. It just the, – there's no – there's no medium there. So um, – but with that said, I'm going to go Colorado State. Um, I like this Colorado State team. Isaiah Stevens is one of the best players in the country. Um, in the Well, yeah, basically, you know, Mountain West, he's good, but – if you've never heard of Isaiah Stevens, you need to watch him play. Like, he's a fun player to watch in the Mountain West. I'm going to tell you something. Mountain West is so much fun that you could probably – you can name any of these guys player of the year because of how good their, or their team's having this year. Um, and, and anybody would be um, legitimate for the for the title. For the They've got the at year. least five. They might get six teams in out there at the Mountain West. Mm -hmm. so and they've got a really, really, really good brand of basketball. I actually like the Mountain West more than I do the Pac-12. If you if you ask me to pick out West who plays the best basketball, I would say the Mountain West over the Pac-12. And I know the Pac-12 is blowing up, but I'm not. I'm talking about over the last few years. Yeah. I'm going to go with Colorado State in this game. They have. They have much more to lose in mm -hmm. this game. Because UNLV is really – they're not even on the bubble. They're not even – like, they're just 
they're close to the bubble, but they're hanging. They're just hanging there, right now. <laughs> hanging by a thread. Yeah, they're hanging by a thread, and this is a game that could get them at least back into the conversation, maybe. Yeah. All right. So the last game I'm going to talk about here, guys, is Sun. This is my Sunday game, going back to the Big East. There was a couple of Big East games that I could that I could have picked from on Sunday. <laughs> I picked Creighton at St. John's. Creighton is coming off of a huge home win. We talked about it earlier. Trouncing actually UConn at home. Um, so and they get St. John's. St. John's is actually had lost eight out of ten. I actually think they won their last game. I think. Uh, but before that, they lost eight out of ten. Really have mm -hmm. not been playing all that well, but they are 15 and 12, and they're playing at home. The and question, there's no spread yet in this game. The question to me on this one is, does Creighton have like a hangover at St. John's, yeah, like a yeah. Lull, you know, like, off, off the UConn game, yeah. I mean, it's because possible. Creighton, Creighton is just one of those teams where one night they, when they're hitting shots and they're playing their game, they look like one of they the top can beat teams anybody in the country. They can't, and then there's nights where they just yeah. don't look that great, and they look, they don't even look like a hot. They look like not even an NCAA tournament team. I, I, they're so up and down. Um, you know, Alexander's great for them. Um, they got Baylor Shireman. He's really good. Um, they got a really fun team. Um, they beat a really good UConn team the other night. And props to them. Um, they put they put UConn in hell all night long. It they was did. it was just like I said, they were up at least twenty two, maybe twenty five. It was something to watch. You now, um, but I think I'm gonna go Creighton. Um, St. John's has been so up and down lately. I just, you know, between the Rick Bettino comments and all this happening and now some of their losses that they piled up, I think this is a crucial game for them, um, especially if they want to make the tournament because if I'm not mistaken, they play Butler coming up in the week. So they got two pretty large games coming up on the schedule that they need to win. Yeah, um, I'm going to go Creighton. I mean, they've they've got the team. Like in my opinion, they have the offensive and defensive efficiency um, numbers to challenge to make a Final Four. This team does. You know, I don't know that they will get there. They got awful close last year. Have a whole lot of that team back. They've added a couple of pieces, and. St. John's has been struggling. Um, so give me Creighton in this game. Um, and that will wrap up 11 games that we have went over. There was a few other games. Uh, Butler was has a game that I thought we might talk about. Mississippi State and LSU play each other at LSU <coughs> tomorrow. That'll be a pretty good game for you want to know you want to know something LSU. you want to know something crazy before we get off this um 
LSU, if they could possibly win these next three or four games, um, there's a good outside chance they could get to the bubble top. They could because there's still five or six games left. Because they beat um, South Carolina already. and 12. So if they could win, like get on a hot streak here and win five games and then get in the tournament and win a couple of more. I mean, you're, you're looking at 20 and 13, something like that. That would definitely be bubble talk. They would. And their schedule's favorable. I'm not too. saying – I'm not saying that they get in. I'm not saying that they get in, but they would definitely be bubble talk if they could do that. Mm. For sure. All right. So I talked about this at the beginning of the show, and we'll talk about it here at the end of the show as well. We were expecting to have 801 Bracketology on with us tonight. So he is he had to travel tonight and didn't get to be with us, but we have rescheduled him for Tuesday night, the 27th. It's going to do a, he's going to be with us for 30 minutes. So we're going to do bracketology with him and the big fuss show for the rest of our show that night. And we're excited to have 801 bracketology on with us. He is part of the bracket matrix and he's going to be on talking about all of the way that he does it and the metrics that he uses and his process. And then we'll go through at, after the weekend, we'll go through his current bracketology and where he has everybody standing. We're going to do this at 7 PM central time, eight Eastern an hour earlier than we normally do. All right, guys, is there anything else? that I am leaving out. I will say this before we get off the air, the court system favored the Tennessee and the Virginia lawsuit today. That does not bode well for the NCAA. Are we witnessing the death of the NCAA? <coughs> that is a question that we will talk about on the big fun. I will say this before we get off. Um, NCAA college football 25 will be back this July. Um, so if anybody wants to get online and get their head smoked, just, just come right out. <laughs> oh, I, I definitely will. Cause I ain't played a football game in, for, in years, but I'm really kind of looking forward to this oh, one. Listen, listen, man, I'm all about the smoke. If you want some smoke, come get it. Is all I say. <laughs> well, I'll play it, but I don't know if I'm going to try to challenge anybody or not because I ain't played a a, a a football. It's probably been 12, 15 years, John. It's been a long, long time. I played some NBA, 2K, and a few things like that, but football game, it's been forever. So I'm sure I'll be pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure of it. But I'm still kind of looking forward to the college football, EA Sports, college football 25. So Yeah, I am too. Yeah. All right, guys, we're going to wrap this up. 
And we appreciate everybody being on with us. We will catch you on Tuesday night, Sunday. I will be in Lexington to cover Kentucky and South Carolina women's game. By the way, they beat Mississippi State last night. What's that? They beat Mississippi State last night. So They did beat Mississippi State last night at Mississippi State. They've won two in a row. But South Carolina's coming to town. I don't know about this. Well, here's the good thing about it. You get to witness on both sides. You get to witness a really good basketball team. I do get to witness a really good basketball team. I'm excited about that. Uh, getting to see Dawn Staley. I'm going to be right close to her bench and 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 stuff. So um, I am excited about it. But it's probably going to be a slaughter. So we'll see. I hope not, but you know, they're they're kind of good. They're good, just just a little bit, just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, guys, we will wrap this up, and we will see you on Tuesday night with eight hundred one bracketology and the Big Fuss Show. Have a good night. Have a good, good night, everybody.